Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the System.io podcast with me, Natasha Pinto. Join us as we discuss all things digital marketing and entrepreneurship. Here, online business owners take us on a journey, how they went from zero to launch. If you're starting your business journey here with System, you've already taken a pretty smart first step. So joining me today is Ron Stefanski. He's an entrepreneur, online course creator, occasional professor, blogger, and YouTuber. Welcome, Ron. Hey, Natasha. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you guys having me on here. We are thrilled to have you here. So can you take us a little bit back in time? Give us the history of how you came to be where you are today. How did you get started? Yeah. Uh, so I basically had, I had a career in uh, sales for about I don't even know, like eight years, something like that. Uh, and I hated it, didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and then in 2008 in uh, the US, we had the, um, the housing crisis. And during that housing crisis, uh, I basically lost a job and I kind of messed around with websites at that time. Didn't really do too much with it. Uh, created my first one, which was kind of like a failure. It didn't really do much. And then what happened was um, I kind of discovered my love for digital marketing and because, you know, I built the website and that was cool. But then I was like, I got to get people here. Right. So that was kind of like a, a cool thing that I didn't know about before. So I kind of got into marketing then, uh, enjoyed it. And then I thought, you know, I'm going to just kind of change my career and completely pivot. Uh, so then I spent about eight years in uh, the corporate marketing space doing that sort of thing as a digital marketing manager. And then in 2014, I um, basically had a side hustle that was uh, doing pretty well. It was just a website I had built and it allowed me to take the opportunity to kind of take a huge risk and uh, leave my job. And I did that. And then, uh, yeah, ever since I've just been working for myself and working on uh, a whole portfolio of different websites and helping people create and market their own online businesses. Is this uh, something you studied? So do you have an academic background in digital marketing as well? Yeah. So, um, so my bachelor's is a bachelor's in business administration. My master's, uh, did have a focus in marketing. Um, and then I was actually going, uh, through a doctoral program, uh, and I was about two years in, and then it was like, I wanted to, my end goal was to be able to work for myself and to be able to teach on the side. And then I don't remember who told me, but someone's like, hey, you're already doing that stupid. And I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, and then I remember there was a project where they wanted us to do some things. And um, I, I, I didn't feel comfortable because I was going to be giving a company advice. And I knew my heart wasn't in it because I was so focused on my own, you know, my own projects yeah. and stuff. So I was like, you know what? Let me just take a pause on this. And that pause turned out to be permanent. So, yeah, I, I have a background in marketing, uh, but most I, I will say most of uh most of the things that I'm doing and what I've learned by, you know, far and away has just been while being in the field. Uh, most of it was not reading from a book. You know, you can read everything you want from yeah. a book or read from blogs, but uh, doing it is a, a totally different thing. So. All right. So what was that uh, side hustle that you started? What was the site? So um, it started. So I actually, this, the site itself, I can't disclose the URL. And the only reason is, is because I've actually sold that site since okay. uh, I sold it for 277,000 this last year. So sure. um, yeah, it, it was a good exit. Uh, it was actually, yeah. it's a whole different story I can get into if you want to, but uh, I was supposed to sell for 500,000 and then some things happened. So kind of a cautionary tale, but um, yeah, so that one, I can't, I can't disclose the URL for respect to the new buyer. Uh, but essentially, I can give you the basic of it. So it was in the employment area, employment niche. Uh, and there was just a group of people that, um, you know, in a particular space that needed some help uh, getting employed. And um, I created a whole site focused on that particular area. 
and honestly, I didn't like, I remember at first I was like hoping it would make like 500 bucks uh, that, you know, and, and I remember that was when I left my job is when it was making about like three to 500 bucks a month. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, like I'm going to take the risk and give myself one year because I'd saved up money to, to take the risk. Again, this was in 2014. Um, and then I just said, I'm going to do it. And about, I'm not even kidding you. I think it was 11 months in. So, and I remember I was literally in tears at one point because I was like, I'm going to have to go get a job. I don't want to, and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was really struggling with the failure part of it. Um, and then God stepped in and I got, I ended up getting, um, a, uh, I ended up getting the site had gone viral actually on Facebook, oh, wow. super random. Uh, there was a community on Facebook that I reached out to and said, Hey, can I share this in your community? They said, yes. Uh, and then after I shared it, it went completely viral. And then it was like, wow, I got all this traffic. And then obviously viral loops, if anyone's familiar with them, they go up and then they go down. So uh, while it was up, I kind of, you know, tried to make the most money that I could. And then I figured out like, Hey, I got to make this more sustainable. Like I really have something here. Um, and then, yeah, I just kept building it out and, uh, it just kept growing from there. So I think that's also a perfect segue. Cause I'm about to ask you, how do you cope with failure and the obstacles that you face? So, yeah. Uh, so anybody that's going to get involved with entrepreneurship in any capacity is going to have a crazy amount of failure. Uh, it's just part of what it is. Um, even still to this day, there's sites and things that I'm working on that definitely haven't done what I was hoping and are essentially kind of failures from what I originally thought they would be. Um, I haven't given up on them yet, but failure in general, like I said, I, I think it's completely inevitable. Um, and I think that anybody that is dealing with this needs to understand that like the way I look at failure uh, may be unique, but when I look at failure, I only consider something a failure if I like basically did something, didn't learn anything, it didn't work out. And then I just kind of like quit and moved on to the next thing. That's to me, that's truly failure. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you're a person that's out there and you're thinking, Hey, I'm trying to start an online business or website, whatever it may be, anything you creating courses, whatever it may be. Um, if you, consider it like an iterative process, meaning you're going to start and you're going to have a hiccup and it's not going to work perfect. I promise. But as long as you keep moving forward and you learn from that mistake, then you're not failing. You're just, you're, you're learning as you're going and things aren't going exactly how you expect. But as long as you keep learning and you stop making those mistakes, which is what I did time and time again, uh, eventually you stop making stupid mistakes, which is great. And I've made like, for example, the example I always give, uh, one of the I think it was like my second or third website that I made. It was called pictures of baby pictures of babies in the womb.com. That was the site. And it was uh, <laughs> a lot of search volume there. And uh, it was going to be images that I literally stole off of Google, put onto my own website. And I was just going to get a bunch of search traffic for it and try to get display ads to make money, which is there's it's, it's wrong for so many reasons. You can't do that because of copyright. And the whole thing was just so stupid, but you know, when you start off, you don't, you don't know what you don't know, you know, yeah. so you make some dumb mistakes along the way and just stop making them and you'll, you'll be successful. Eventually you just got to keep at it. Okay. That's some really practical feedback, I think. Yeah. And then how do you deal with obstacles and specifically the COVID-19 obstacle that sort of presented itself to everybody on the planet? Um, I know lots of brick and mortar businesses have really struggled, but there's been a significant mm -hmm. boom in, online industry, especially like e-learning, that industry is supposed to have seen some like 400,000, 400% 400 growth in some areas and like yes. some places. 
Yeah. Yeah. So COVID-19 for me was really interesting um, because so again, my, my main site, and I had a whole portfolio of sites, right? So I have a bunch of different sites, but my main site, which was also my main moneymaker at the time. Uh, and like I had mentioned, I had already sold off. Yeah. Um, that particular site was in the employment niche. Well, as we all know, guess what? COVID-19, not that great for employment. Um, <laughs> so while some people thrived during that, and some of my websites did do pretty well uh, comparatively, uh, but that particular site got absolutely hammered. Uh, it didn't help at all. It, the, the traffic drop was like 70, 80%. Uh, so it was actually a rough few months there. Um, and in addition to that, uh, and, and I'll, I have to tell the story a little bit just because it's kind of crazy. So <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually had dealt with, there was a algorithm update. I'm trying to remember exactly what year this was. I think, well, this would have been late 2020. There was an algorithm update that actually impacted the site. Uh, so that was like, reducing the site's traffic by like maybe 10, 15% at the time. Uh, so I had that. And then uh, I also, and this is again in late 2020, right before COVID really hit, um, I had an issue with Google AdSense was saying that I was uh, sending over invalid clicks, um, which for those that don't know, if you have Google AdSense on your site and somebody clicks, uh, you can make some money with that, right? Display ads, you can make some money. Uh, but the problem was they would essentially say, okay, this particular month I was making, you know, 10, $15,000 from the site, which was awesome. Uh, and then they were like, yeah, you made this. And then at the end of the month, they would literally say, oh, actually uh, 20% of those were invalid and 30% of those were invalid. And then it actually got up to the point to where it was all the way up to 60% of my clicks were invalid. Oh, wow. So the crazy thing about this to, to elaborate is that I didn't change anything on my end and I wasn't, I, I checked my analytics, I checked servers, I hired experts. <laughs> Nobody was like coming to my site and sending all this invalid traffic. So I don't know what policies changed at Google, uh, but I'm always going to kind of point the finger at them that they changed something for whatever reason that I got caught up in. Um, I really still to this day don't know what it was. So I ended up having to, uh, to, to rectify it. I switched over to Ezoic, which is a, a display ad network. So they were able to help me. Um, but yeah, so I, I dealt with that. Right. And then that was at the end of 2020. And then we had the pandemic. Uh, so it was kind of all these things, one after another, after another. Uh, and then we dealt with the pandemic and the site was um, going down quite a bit then uh, in traffic. And I was like, you know what, uh, because I was focused on my other sites, one hour professor, my main one uh, that I work on today. That's the one that I was really uh, in 2020. I was kind of like, I should probably start focusing on my personal brand because things like this, you know, like, Hey, Google yeah. kind of just did what they did. And then, Oh, all of a sudden we have a pandemic, all these things out of my control. And I'd rather have something that is not just my home base, but I actually have more control of it. So it's my audience and my, yeah. my people sort of thing. Um, so I started to do that uh, just to kind of switch the focus. Um, but yeah, that site wasn't going too well. And I, my heart wasn't in it. And I said, you know what, I'm going to sell this thing. Do you want me to get into the story about that? Yeah, no, go uh, for it. Okay. Yeah, please do. So, I think it'll be really so interesting. <laughs> this is a cautionary tale for anybody. Uh, it's actually pretty interesting. So um, the site, I don't remember exactly what the multiple was. When you sell a site, for those who aren't familiar, you usually get a multiple of, uh, you know, per uh, every month you make X amount of hours and you get a multiple of that, right? Um, so like if you had uh, $10,000 a month in profit, you get 370,000, you know, that'd be a 37 X, 37 times multiple. Um, so I basically working with the site or the, the buyer, uh, I put the site up and I ended up getting an offer for 500,000, which was, I may actually, it was like 496 or something. I was like, can you bump it up to five? Just so I could say half a million dollars because <laughs> it's so cool. Right. 
so it was like the best day of my life. And it was like super exciting. I was like, I can't believe that I built something that someone will pay this money. You know, it was life-changing money. Um, super excited about it. So was going through the whole process of, um, you know, selling the site. And, and when you do this, uh, you know, you have to hand everything over. You have to hand over the keys, right? So like Google Analytics, yeah. uh, Search Console, all these different things. And, and then also, you also have to hand over all the partnerships. Uh, so this is where it got a little dicey. So everything was going fine. I'm handing over all the partnerships and, and these are all the affiliate partnerships and just everybody I've ever worked with, you know, that, that said, yeah, the site's good. And I was making money with it. Anyway, I'm making money. I got to turn around and give that now to the buyer because that's only fair, right? They want to make yeah. the same amount of money. So I was working on that. Um, and then I'm not even kidding when I say this in the final hour, it was like the day before the site was supposed to close uh, and everything was taken care of. And then there was one partner that I had never had a problem with uh, ever when working with them. Um, but they literally said, uh, we're actually not interested in partnering with the site anymore. We're going to turn off access to our API. So I was actually pulling data from their site to show on mine. They said, we're gonna pull off, we're gonna turn off the, the API. Uh, we're not interested in working with you anymore. Uh, and oh, by the way, this is gonna happen in 24 hours. So that, the reason why that was such a huge deal is because that was like 50, 60% of my revenue, right? Oh my so now, yeah. So now you have a situation where a site that was worth 500, oops, it's not worth that anymore. Yeah. Uh, so that was an absolute nightmare. Um, to, I mean, it was literally one of the best days of my life followed by one of the worst, right? There's worse things that can happen, but you can imagine the highs and the lows here. Uh, welcome to entrepreneurship, right? So um we actually worked, I worked with another company to implement their API. And then uh, luckily I, I actually told the, the buyer, I was like, Hey, I guess I'm out. Cause like, you know, this totally screwed up the deal. And he's like, Oh, I'm still interested in the site, which I was surprised at. And I was like, okay, well, let me figure it out. So I, I partnered with a new partner. We used their API, pulled in some data, didn't make as much money, but still made decent money. Uh, so at the end of the day, yeah, we ended up uh, settling at about 277 is what he bought it for. So anybody that, uh, you know, if you're ever looking to sell a site or anything or build something out, just be aware that things really can go up and down. And you can imagine taking a 200 and what, 200 and I'm trying to think $23,000 loss in 24 hours. Pretty rough uh, when you're yeah. self-made, don't have a ton <laughs> of money, you know, you worked everything with yourself, built it all up. Uh, it's pretty rough. So yeah, that's what I dealt with. So as you can see, you, you asked how I, I deal with failure and, and all these things, like mm. it really is a roller coaster. <laughs> uh, and you kind of just have to have a really thick skin when I have failure and those sort of things and, and all that. I mean, let yourself be depressed and upset for a day or two, you know, feel all mm. the pain, deal with it. Uh, don't bury yourself with any substances or anything, you know, just feel all of it let it happen. And then just take a deep breath, get back up, keep going. That's the only way that you can really make it happen. I am a testament to some bad things happening. So I think developing that thick skin is really important. Um, yeah, and you develop more and more as you go, I will say. Definitely. And then uh, can you crunch some numbers for us? So you've told us how much you managed to sell that like that was your main source of income. So how much do you make off of your one hour professor site, for example, compared to what your first website made you? So it's really interesting. So I am um, one thing that I, so again, and I'm not trying to be like self-promotional here, you know, but uh, <laughs> if, if people go to onehourprofessor.com, I actually have income reports on my site. Um, and I have been basically 
having those income reports published ever since uh, 2014. Um, so that particular site will tell you everything you need to know in terms of how it's grown. But at this point, I believe that one hour professor uh, itself makes about $7,000-ish uh, every single month. And actually, really interestingly, I'm seeing an error when I try to go to my own site right now. Okay, there we go. Sorry. Um, I have it all broken <laughs> down. So last month, June of 2021, which is the last month here that I reported, uh, I had $28,934 in revenue, 11153 in expenses, and net income of $17,781. Uh, one-hour professor was about eight. That, like seven to eight thousand dollars of that. I don't know the exact numbers, but it's in the income reports. So, and that's what you're planning to focus on a lot more, right? So you're hoping to see a higher return on investment there. Absolutely. Um, ever ever since I started working on, and I'm, you know, I'm looking at my screen here really quick. Hold on one second. No so ever since I've started to work on One Hour Professor um, as a site, every single month from the prior month has been a record-breaking month. Uh, so it actually has gone up. I really started in trying to actually, it's been about a year. I started right around July of 2020. I will say for those that are familiar with Ahrefs, I had a domain rating of like 52. That's now up to 72. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have, uh, I was making around, it looks like around like 1500. And then now, yeah, last month, I'm sorry. So last month it was about 8,600 is what oh, I was wow. making. Um, so yeah, so every month it's been growing and my hundred percent of my focus is on that. Uh, cause I wanted to have my own personal brand. Like I said, as, as you may have gathered from this interview already, I've been burned a few times, uh, and I'm tired of getting burned. I want to have my own community, my own people to talk to. And I really, you know, nothing, uh, money's great, whatever. But the most, uh, gratifying thing to me is that when someone contacts me and I've had this happen quite a few times and they say, Hey, I followed your advice. Thank you so much. Cause now I'm making X. And this is what helped me. And, you know, whatever you're, you're doing, whatever, maybe they, they mentioned like, Hey, this helped me so much. And, uh, you know, even if it's like, if, if I can help your, your family, uh, you know, pay off a car payment every month, that's a huge win for me. Right. Or, you know, it's really cool if you can help you pay off your mortgage every month, you know, like yeah. those are the, really, <laughs> the things that really keep me going. The money's great, but those are the things that really keep me going. And do you think, uh, so I take it on purpose, you are so genuine, you are so open and honest on your one hour professor side, on all of your blogs, on all of your YouTube videos. Do you think that's why people look to you for advice? Yeah, I've gotten um, I've got multiple, multiple times people have said, hey, I've, I've come across all these different people um, and you seem the most uh, like real or legitimate or transparent. And, I, I, mm -hmm. and I've always, always, always stuck to that because I don't like originally when I started, again, this was in 2014, I was reporting on our professor. I was reporting the, the income made and the time spent at the same time. I was actually literally with my phone logging time um, to show people like, Hey, yeah, this, and then, you know, it, it took this many hours and I outsourced this much to really show people how much time um, uh, I've, I've since stopped that because it was so laborious to do that. Uh, but basically, yeah, like I, I've <laughs> really built myself on transparency because you know, you've, especially, oh God, YouTube's just a cesspool with people standing in front of cars and, and mansions and you could do this too. And I just do <laughs> not like that. Uh, I, I, I do think, especially if I can do it, uh, I'm, I'm no brilliant person. I think, I think anybody can do it, but I'm not going to sit there and show you all the shiny stuff and say, Hey, you can have this in 24 hours. That's not how it is. Again, I've been this at this since 2014. So. 
Okay. That's, I think that's really amazing. And uh, it's good to have more people like that out there because people are. I I don't think I can live with myself any other way, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't like, I don't know how some people sleep at night, Um, you know, just pushing a thousand, two thousand dollar course and just BSing and promise. I I just, I don't know. I can't do that. (laughs) So who knows to the people who can, that's just not what I would do. And I, I just can't. Okay. And then, um, so you use YouTube quite a lot. Uh, what is your main purpose on there and what other branches of social media do you make use of? Yeah. So YouTube, um, so this all started when I was really focused on in, in 2020, July, 2020. Um, I really wanted to focus much harder. I'm sorry. So actually let me step back. Uh, January of 2020 is when I really pushed on YouTube. And I did that because I thought, you know what? Um, I've got this blog thing uh, pretty well figured out. Like I kind of understand blogs. Um, and this is with my other portfolio of websites, right? I wasn't really focused on the one hour professor website if you're following the timeline yeah. here. Um, so January, 2020, uh, I was basically like, hey, I am making quite a bit of money with this online business stuff. Um, things are going pretty well. And I've had a lot of people email me, even though my website, like I was just doing an income report. I've done an income report every month since 2014. Right. So that's all I was mm-hmm. doing every month. And I'm getting all these emails of people asking questions, like just burying me in emails. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, uh, maybe I should create a YouTube channel. Cause at least this way I can, you know, give an answer to the question, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll find it on YouTube and then they'll kind of connect with me a little bit that way. Uh, or, you know, people that send me those emails, I can point them towards that resource. Yeah. So I started really focusing on YouTube in 2020. Um, I think I had like, when I started around like 4,000 subscribers, I think now it's last I checked like 16,000 or something like that. So uh, in this particular space, reasonably, you know, decent there. Um, I'd actually like to get a lot more into it. I did take a temporary pause because uh, as we talked about before the call, I moved from Chicago to Las Vegas, had to go buy a new house, had to spend a month in a really small Airbnb. So it's been a little bit of an adventure. And then once we got in the house, I've had to do a million different things. So um, it's been a little bit of an adventure, but um, yeah. So I I do want to get back into YouTube and I will be doing that here soon. I think maybe like two videos a week ish is what I'm thinking. Uh, So YouTube would be one. I actually use, uh, not a lot of people talk about it, but I use LinkedIn. Like I'm crazy on LinkedIn. I connect with everybody that sends me emails that is in any company, any facility or any can, can eventually we can work together in any capacity is what I meant to say. Um, I usually connect with them there. So I use LinkedIn quite a bit and connect with a lot of people on LinkedIn. Um, Those are my two main ones. I also have uh, a Facebook community um, for the one hour professor, you know, folks that, you know, if they yeah. sign up for my email list and anybody that's interested, if you get a free course for me, it's, it's all in there. You can get the information. Um, so I have that. And then really that's probably my main ones. I'm technically on Instagram, but I'm just <laughs> not so great at, at uh, updating it. I wish I updated it more. So I'm trying to get, do that for a more like personal glimpse into my life. I just haven't been all that great at, uh, at uh, updating. So I, believe it or not, Natasha, I actually hate social media. I do not like <laughs> social media. I've never liked social media. I like, I would say I like LinkedIn because I think it's very professional focused and that yeah. uh, is more enjoyable to me, but like the personal stuff and all that, I, I, I just see it as time suck. And I think, I think social media personally is a little bit evil at this point. Uh, so I'm not really a big fan of social media. I'm not the biggest fan of it either. Um, I'm a teacher by profession originally. Um, oh, okay. So okay. I've spent most of my time hiding my social media from small children. And then yes. 
watching the effects it has on small children. It, so. Yeah, yeah, we could we could get a, that could be a whole other podcast. Yeah, on the exactly. Effect of that. There's just there's too many uh, too many things going on with social media, especially with this OnlyFans stuff that everyone I just. Yeah, I don't know. The new generation, the generation that's that's growing up in this is going to have a hard time. Uh, they don't realize it yet, but they will. But anyway, so yeah, um, so yeah, that's really my focus. So mostly YouTube, yeah, YouTube and LinkedIn are probably my two, my two biggest ones. All right, and then what does the future look like for you? So, do you have any short term goals that you're looking towards, and any long term goals, like a way in the future? What do you plan to do? So it's really funny that you asked this. So one of the things that I do um, is I set up uh, short-term goals like like three months ahead of time, I guess you could say. Uh, so I literally have, and you can't see it, but I literally <laughs> have my desktop right here. It says teach people, help people, and then goal by eight one is 10K monthly revenue on one hour professor. So that's actually a goal that I see every single day when I wake up and I only make one goal on my desktop every single time. So that's my goal currently is to get 10,000 10, um, to do that. And then obviously, you know, teach people and help people. That's the other idea there. Uh, so that's my goal with that, uh, long-term really what I'm trying to do and kind of where I'd like to be here in, let's say a year's time or so, uh, I want the one hour professor blog to continue to grow. It's growing really well now. Um, I'm doing a crazy amount of guest posting. So, um, you know, I actually, think I've done it on your guys' platform. Not hundred percent on that. I think I have before. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, my, 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 uh, plan is to have that particular site uh, continue to grow. And I do have to create courses. I have a, f- a few free courses on there, which is great. Uh, and, and people love that, but I also need to make some money and I need to share more value too. That's the other yeah. thing is there's, there's some things I'm, I'm holding back in my head that I need to get out there. Uh, so I need to create some more courses and focus on that. So I want to do that uh, and have my blog continue to grow. And then I also, uh, I do want to get uh, much more involved in YouTube, uh, in the coming year or so here too. Um, because I kind of, when I did it before, I honestly, I was kind of doing the minimal amount of work and I would I'd give it to an editor and kind of, that'd be it. Uh, but now I'm stepping into it and doing kind of like more lifestyle. And my wife is going to help with all the production and the editing. So she's taking a lot of the work off me. Cause she knows that I can't, I can't do it. I just, I don't have the capacity to do it. So she's going to help with that too. Um, so really my plan is just the, the site and that, and then my other sites that I have, I really want to sell off actually, um, a few of them. And I'd like to, I'd probably like to have like the one professor.com site, and then probably like maybe three or four other sites and have teams really assigned to those and really have them buttoned down. Uh, one thing that a cautionary tale I'll tell people. So my thing in the beginning was, you know, I built a site, it was successful. And then I was like, oh, I can replicate this. And then I hired more people to do the same thing in a different niche, just because really it's about creating content and monetizing it. Right. Yeah. So I did that over and over and over. And then I think I, at one point I was at like 12 or 13 different sites. And it was like, I was realizing it. Oh my God, like, this is just like any of them that are successful because some are duds, but any are successful, they take so much work. So I ended up um, over time, I realized like, Hey, scale down, scale down. And now I'm trying to get to like, you know, like three or four different sites that all are high quality and all have hundreds of thousands of visitors every month. Uh, and I think, you know, I'd probably stop there. And if I really wanted to build another one, maybe I'd sell one of the sites and then build another one in, in its place. So yeah, I'm trying to kind of pare down my portfolio of sites at the moment. So you said at one point you had 12, how many do you have in your portfolio at the moment? Uh, yeah, so I had 12 active. Now I have about, it's about seven active uh, now. Cause I did sell, I sold the big one that I had mentioned. And there was a second one that I had sold as well. 
Um, so I had, that one wasn't as big of an exit, but it was, it was decent. Uh, so I had that one, but yeah, so I'm just trying, I, the, like I said, the goal is to get to three or four. I already know, I already know for a fact, there's two sites that I have that I'm going to sell and I know I'm going to sell them because I, I haven't touched them in years and they still pay me thousands every month, but I haven't touched them in years, but I know over time, they're just going to keep decaying and things are going to go bad. So um, I want to sell those to someone who really wants to take advantage of them. And then I also obviously would just rather take the money at this point because uh, a whole other tangent, my wife and I are thinking about getting an Airbnb and start trying some stuff there too. So uh, yeah, there's, we get, we got some plans, but uh, we want to sell those sites over time here and, and kind of get everything buttoned up in the portfolio. So. Okay. And then um, a few silly questions and shorter questions. Uh, sure. What, so um, is there one book or podcast or resource that you'd recommend to our listeners? So anyone just starting out with their online business? Yeah. So aside from my own stuff, obviously, <laughs> no, uh, realistically, so the book that, um, and this is not a, a book that people haven't heard of, uh, it's four hour work week by Tim oh, Ferriss yeah. was the book that, um, it, you know, it's kind of funny cause I was familiar with, um, Upwork, which was called Elance at the time. That's how, how long ago to date myself. Uh, I was familiar with it already, but he kind of put some things in perspective that I wasn't thinking of. Uh, so that was really good. Um, in terms of podcasts, if you're talking beginner level, it's a little bit tough to be honest with you, because I feel like uh, smart passive income with Pat Flynn used to be a great one and he's got some good stuff in the archives, but as, as successful as the guy is, he's not really focused on making sites, you know, from scratch anymore. So I, I feel like some of his stuff, he's not, he's not in the trenches, right? I'm still in the yeah. trenches. So I try to be in the trenches. There's not a ton of people that are still in the trenches. I'd say probably authority hacker. Uh, would be one that's still in the trenches, but they do get a little bit more advanced with their discussions. So um, yeah, those would be the ones that I'd probably recommend for, for beginners, I guess. And then is there any advice you would give to your 18 year old self looking back from now? God. <laughs> <laughs> I would really have a talk with my 18 year old self because I was a little, uh, a little brat. Let's put it that way. We'll make it podcast friendly. Um, yeah, I would probably, so the, the thing that, uh, kills me the most about all this and everything I'm doing. Um, and I don't know that I would have had successes quickly or whatever, but um, I wanted to become an entrepreneur and I wanted to actually create a website since I was like, probably like 15 or 14, right? Uh, but me, a little bit more background, like in school, I was like a 2.0 student, right? Like I was like a C-ish, C-plus type student and math, not my thing. Like I'm just, I, well, at the time, especially, I wasn't analytical at all. Um, so I was really intimidated by the idea of coding and just the idea of creating a site and all this stuff. So, um, I would say the biggest thing is like, even to this day, I still don't know how to code, but you don't need to know. And even at that time, I don't think, I think I could have probably gotten some hosting and maybe a, uh, a theme to just build a site. I wish I would have just kind of gone for it. Uh, so anybody that's on the fence, like if you're really on the fence, just start looking at it and really just take some action of some sort. Um, don't just sit there and wait and wait and wait. Cause it took me until I was about 30 years old to where I really jumped off the cliff and went for those. I wish I would have done it earlier. Okay. And then, um, you teach online and then in person. So which do you prefer? I definitely prefer online a thousand times over. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very simple why, and I can very, very briefly explain it. So when you have to do it in person, what do you have to do before you get there? You have to prepare things. You have mm -hmm. to drive there. You have to park. You have to walk. 
blah, blah, blah. Right. Call me lazy, but I would rather just walk in, sit down with a nice shirt on, uh, and, and <laughs> grade and, and teach and that sort of stuff online. So absolutely prefer online. And interestingly enough, uh, you get paid like the same, which is just kind of crazy to me. Um, so yeah, so definitely online. Okay. And then last question, where can our listeners find you? So if you haven't gotten it already, uh, yeah. <laughs> I try not to be too self-promotional, but uh, so onehourprofessor.com uh, is the site that you would want to find me on. And then also you can look at that on YouTube, uh, just one hour professor. Like I said, I'm not, I haven't been super active on there lately, but I will be much more active. And then I'm trying to like, I'm trying to push people towards my Instagram too, which is also under one hour professor, uh, because I do want to give more of a glimpse into my personal life. Cause I feel like I'm kind of like a robot. Like I'm always just talking about website stuff. It's like, guess what? I have a life outside of this. Uh, so yeah, so those would be the, the different places for sure. Okay. Fantastic. I will put those tags in the comments. Um, so Ron, thank you so much for joining me today, giving me your time and thank you to our listeners. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that five-star rating and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this on a podcasting app, subscribe to the system podcast so that you never miss an episode. System is a digital marketing software platform packed with all the tools you need to grow your online business. Thank you. Thanks, Natasha. Yeah, it was great being here. <laughs> awesome.